0: Everything up, <clears throat> like move it all the way up. There you go. Oh, wow. oh, yeah. And try click on the white. Yeah, there we go. You ready? Right. All right. Hey, hey, hey! Welcome into another episode of the Halos in the Infield with your host Todd Fox and the other host of the show, James.
1: Oh, James Gonzalez. Awesome. I'm happy to be here uh, today, uh, recapping the Rays uh, Angel series mm-hmm. and look forward to the series in oakland it's a four game series
0: absolutely four game series of the oakland a's usually it's a big series but oakland's been a little bit depleted so we're going to get into everything that goes into that series give you the breakdown and hopefully uh on an angels uh, series win but we're going to talk about the first game on monday versus the rays the rays came into angel stadium with a similar record record uh, i think a game more better than we were at the time and they also had um you know been playing in a tough AL east they had beat the crap out of us last year, seven up, seven down. Uh None of the games were close. So I thought this was a good revenge series, and we were throwing uh Noah Syndergaard out there versus Springs in this one. Or not Springs, um uh Weiser, right? Wiser, No, Springs. Oh, Springs. Okay, Springs had to start.
1: Yeah, that four-game series, I remember at home uh, last year, I was pissed because exactly. so I was at the fourth one, and that Thursday – and they walked like seven batters. The angels did. And I was like, okay, here we go again. Anyway, that was the last year. Mm-hmm. This is this year. And no Senegal again on the mound. He got the win. His uh, record went to three and one, five <clears> and one third <throat> innings pitched, uh, seven hits, one earned run, given up, uh, one walk, seven strikeouts. He did give up a home run. Uh, but the thing was, it was good because he was allowed to go 97 pitches. Mm-hmm. And, um, That's a lot of work, though. You see, you know, only five and one third in 97 pitches. That's a lot of foul balls hit back, you know. Um, But it was good to see him get the win. The bullpen did a good job. Uh, You know, Ryan Tapera I think, has redeemed himself from the uh, beginning of the season there. (laughs) You see he gets three strikeouts, one and one third inning. Herjit has been really good. Mm -hmm. Uh, Bearclaw. Out of nowhere is with the team now, and he's doing well. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's a looks. It looks like a formidable bullpen. Um, you know, Archie Bradley. Hopefully, he's on the way back. It does. It is unfortunate with Austin Warren getting hit with the foul with the uh, bat, batting practice ball in in the, in the face. Yeah, yeah. that uh, that's very unfortunate. But you know, for once we have reinforcements in the bullpen. Mm-hmm. We haven't had that in who knows how long on the Angels
0: yeah so the, the the pitching was very good in this one um you have a lot of uh you know and as, as far as this game's concerned you know tampa bay you know again the angels were able to hold their bats in play a lot of ground ball outs by Syndergaard. he did a really good job he had seven strikeouts looked really good um the scoring if you want to go up to the scoring real quick we'll go over that um a arena- sc- or is that how you say it, right a rose a homer to right Then Walsh got a big uh, home run, a three-run homer to make it uh, 3-1. Trout hit a a rocket to make it uh, 4-1. And then, uh, what is it called, Uh, Otani homered uh, to make it 5-1. And then they got, uh, what is it, runs by, uh, uh, what is it called, Uh, bases loaded uh, to make it 7-3 after Tampa Bay had scored two. And then Otani hit his second homer of the night uh, to left center field uh, to make it 11-3. Two things to note in this game was that, uh, you know, the bottom of the order was doing damage, uh, you know, and Otani went to left field. Dude, I've been advocating for that,
1: for him to do that since last year Mm -hmm. and to have him hit, you know, the solo home run and the grand slam. That's like if you went to that game, you you were just amazed. And uh, it was kind of a. A preview of what was going to happen the next night when you think about it i mean it was bombs away with the angels um and then good patience like you saw the bases loaded walk there with trout in the seventh that mm-hmm. whole seventh inning was just amazing to uh listen to at least for me mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah i mean they did a great job in this um and if you go to the box score real quick on it, um, the uh, the hitting w- was pretty decent in this game. Like I said, Wallach uh, is, is turning into – he's a guy who, who the Angels picked off the scrap. He had he, been playing with uh, Miami, and I forget the other team, and uh, it was really like a 4A guy. He'd only come up in September every season, so he'd play the max was 23 games. Uh, but, uh, you know, his bat, he looks really strong. He's putting the wood on – the barrel on the ball, uh, patient hitter. And, uh, you know, he's, he's big behind the plate. And the two games he was in, he called great games, including this one. Finally,
1: we have a backup catcher that can frame. And I really love seeing that. And, of course, his family, Tim Wallach, uh, former Dodger Expo. Mm-hmm. It's good to see that pipeline continue and uh, the generations come through. And uh, he did something the next day that was really unexpected as well.
0: Yeah, three, three of our four catchers currently on the squad are all Cal State Fullerton guys. So that'll
1: make someone happy that we know.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> Without saying his name.
0: <laughs> but, the, well, we'll just throw it out there. Grillmaster, yeah. might as well. Mr. Cal Ooh. State Fullerton alumni. Um, yeah, well, that, yeah. The, you know, the, the Angels, you know, right now after that game, they're staying in first place, but Houston was nipping at their tail the whole time. Uh, so that brought us over to. Uh, you know, Reed Detmears versus Corey Kluber. And on paper, you had to favor the Rays in this one. Mm-hmm. Because last last episode, me and Fernando did, we we pretty much predicted the Rays to win two out of three because the way they had played us and everything. These first two games, after getting the revenge with eleven three beat down on them, the Angels took it to the extreme the next mm-hmm. night. And what happened there, man? Uh amazing.
1: Amazing things happened. Well, to get to Chloe Cooper the way that they did, uh, he only went through innings. He gave up 11 hits mm-hmm. and eight earned runs. He did get two walks, but two uh, home runs. Now, for the Angels, uh, Reed Detmers, mm-hmm. it was something we heard he can do in the minor leagues, you know, where he can get the ground balls. Uh, but man, it looked like, from what I heard and saw, the Rays were getting little. Contact on all their hits. Mm-hmm. Well, not hits, but on their contact, basically. It was just little pop ups, ground outs. It was amazing, really, to see. uh He pitched a no hitter. He only had one walk. He had two strikeouts, which was kind of interesting. 108 pitches, which you'll really never see anyone do that again unless it's, you know, Scherzer or Verlander, I guess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But Reed gets a no hitter. He gets the win, of course. He goes to 2 1. Uh, it was just amazing. The ground balls and fly balls. Yeah, 11 ground balls, 14 foul balls. And then uh, should I let you get to the scoring summary? Because there was a lot that day.
0: Yeah, uh, the first inning was uh, you know, Rendon getting that ground ball to score a run. Then Walsh scored uh, on a single, or Trout scored on a single to right by Walsh to make it 2-0. Uh, very encouraging in this game and the game before. Velasquez yes. was not swinging at, the, at his head high. He was swinging waist high and below. And he doubled down the line. Renifo scored. It was three nothing. Then Marsh hit a sacrifice fly. Was four nothing. Trout hit a monster home run to make it five nothing. Then Wallet came up and pretty much put the game away in the third inning with a big three run blast into the Angels. Uh, uh, that bounced into the Angels. Uh, not dugout. um, Bullpen. Bullpen. And then Trout would homer. Uh, in the in the uh, off of what was that position player? Brett Phillips. Brett Phillips to make it ten to nothing. Otani would uh would double. And then uh, Rendon decided, you know what, I'm going to bust a John Cruck. I'm going to you know, turn around like he did in the All-Star game against Randy Johnson. He just didn't flip his helmet around, and he swung first pitch and golfed it out. It was impressive. I'm telling you, if Detmers did not throw the no-no, that would have been the play of the game.
1: Yeah. Uh, after that, I was like, dude, you don't want to really mess around because you have a no-hitter going.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But... Hey, with Brett Phillips up there and he's only throwing those lollipop 55 miles per hour pitches. 52. Might as well. Uh, might as well swing for it. And you know, um, on television, they picked it up. O'Neal and Gooby. Mm-hmm. But on the radio, they didn't pick it up right away that Rendon was batting left hand. Yeah. Mark Langston had to say, can you believe it? He hit it left handed.
0: Yeah, because I mean, <laughs> they were they were like literally went on TV when he when he got in the batter's box. He, you know, the umpire even asked him, what are you doing? And yeah. he's like, no, no, I'm good. And he like pointed down like, okay. And the catcher looked at him like, all right, whatever. <laughs> and he hits it out. And, uh, you know, too. yeah, I mean, like, that's impressive. It just goes to show you as much as they crap on him mm. for having no bad attitude, for having a bad attitude, two days in a row, or at least uh, after the national series too, like where he was able to walk it off with a hit, you know, he's been smiling and all in good spirits. Now. They hit the home run. It's twelve nothing. Reed Detmers comes out for the ninth inning, and it was just like you knew after that first out. It's it's a foregone conclusion. It's over. He's going to get it. Now all night he reminded me his changeup staying outside on on especially against right handed hitters, and it would dive, and they would just be swinging over it, swinging over it, swinging over it, and that's why he had so many ground balls. Because And he set it up with that get-me-over-slider or curve, which was beautiful. I mean, so much movement to it. And then, uh, then a placement fastball. Like, all four of his pitches were working, dude. How impressed were you by that?
1: Like I said, it was something we, we saw in the minors, but that's the minors. And mm-hmm. he really hasn't had a performance like that in the majors. Mm-hmm. And that was, like, the first time you could see, oh, I could see why he was um, scouted so high and why he's ranked so high in the prospects then now you see it and now you're thinking hey we might have something with this guy with this kid he's only what 22
0: and 22 yeah um
1: i remember when he got called up last year and it was kind of a learning experience with him and you you really didn't know oh maybe you shouldn't start the season with mm-hmm. him or you know maybe we should be careful with him but i'll tell you what it looks like we got some special The thing is, a lot of pressure is on his next start because, like, okay, well, you did a (laughs) no-hitter. What can you do next? And I think it's on the road. So uh, I don't know what to expect next from this team.
0: Yeah, it's a a trip. You know, they they got the two wins. I mean, the no-hitter was the first we've seen at Anaheim Stadium since 2012 with Jared Weaver. Um,
1: 2019. You were there,
0: yeah. Twenty, well, yeah, but I mean, the first solo, you oh, know, that's yeah. True. solo. the the last, the last one, like you said, was uh, was the Cole and um, Pena oh, yeah. one, and that was dramatic for so many other reasons. But uh, this one was a straight no hitter, straight all the way through. Walsh tried to give him a single, but he had an <laughs> error, and uh, so that that saved the the no hitter. The two walks broke up the perfect game, but uh, but hell of a start for Reed Detmers. Hopefully, this is this launches his career because a lot of people. Mm-hmm. He's sort of like a pitch because uh, even my dad gets hard on him about about how you know he does he maybe he needs to go down more. It's like dude, he was drafted first, he blew through the minors just like a pitcher that we're going to talk about coming up here. Um, so you get you're going to have your your speed bumps. You're gonna you know he's not going to develop into an ace right away. I do think he's going to be a very big part of this rotation along with Sandoval and Otani moving forward, depending on what Syndergaard and Lorenzen do down the road. But I think those three major dudes are going to play a big part in the Angels' success moving forward.
1: You got to say Otani the way you do. Otani! Or how Lodge does. Yeah, say. Lodge does. So 12 nothing after eleven three. Mm-hmm. Then you get to Wednesday. I believe someone was there. I was there, that. yes. I couldn't be because mm-hmm. I had to work a double and mm-hmm. I was hitting myself because... I have to mention too, with Shohei starting on that Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, Tuesday, uh, before the game, there was a ceremony, his bobblehead. I think he had 12 awards on that table, mm-hmm. all sorts of awards. Mm-hmm. And I can't ever remember a ceremony like that with 12 awards. Yeah, he
0: won like everything <laughs> he could possibly win. Yeah, it was amazing to see. So. Oh, I had to bring up our fearless leader, though, Artie Moreno, getting booed. Like he was getting the Roger Goodell, uh, you know, um, kind of booing and it's good he he needs to hear that <laughs> Oops. Yeah, Hold up. <laughs> that was an advertisement. <laughs> but yeah um we 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 literally got uh he literally got booed off of the stage right there so i thought that was hilarious
1: and i i didn't get to hear that but um what i heard on twitter and everything else and from you is like oh yeah people can understand uh What's going on with him and he only comes out when the good times are here never here for the bad times like we are yeah it's like in the, <laughs> the
0: opening day you heard you heard arty moreno at the booth and on am 830 and it wasn't like okay the guy who built the team is obviously perry and i haven't heard from him since spring training and but but you he's working behind the scenes but who was there opening day oh my gosh <laughs> No, I got to cut that out. Um, Yeah, like who was their opening day? And that's freaking Artie Moreno again. Artie Moreno was there going, yeah, you know, if we're going to pick up this guy and, um, you know, I I paid a lot to find the players. And it's like he's he's lisping away, and then you got freaking Roger Lodge going, oh, yeah, you know, you you went out there and you scouted these guys and you got these pitchers and you made these moves. How brilliant is this guy right here? Artie has made this stadium so much better. It's, it's, It's better than what the Cowboy ever expected and ever dreamed of, and he's making moves. It's like, no, Perry Manassian is. You yeah. know, and then it's like, I just want to tell Artie to go back to your drink. You know, let me go back to my club level and drink from Scott. It's like, God damn it, dude. I haven't heard his voice in years, but I bet that's how it was. Oh, damn you'll it. hear him this year. They stay in first place. He'll be there. Oh, yeah. And
1: I didn't go nowhere near that opening debut. I said, <laughs> that's all you, buddy.
0: Yeah. I tried to get that interview or the, the picture, and he, he's like, nope i know you yeah yeah he's like <laughs> you do a,
1: a good niece, i heard <laughs>
0: he's like you make me very uh uncomfortable <laughs> so
1: so wednesday the game you went to shohei She-ho, otani started mm-hmm. he went six innings two hits one earned run given up two walks five mm-hmm. strikeouts he did give up a home run uh shane clanahan
0: who usually was, pitches us good
1: he's always good yeah Went seven innings, three hits, one walk, nine no runs, eleven strikeouts, and he went a mm-hmm. hundred pitches. By the way,
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: what was it uh JP Ferizen got the win? He went to three and zero. Rayleigh got the save. Loop gets the loss in a rare uh, bad outing. Yeah, where he gave up two hits in his inning, two runs, uh, one earned run. I guess you have to give him that uh, mm-hmm. two two strikeouts, but he did 18. He had 18 pitches, which that's pretty long. You can see there the scoring
0: summary. Uh, well, I, I have, I have not Let me get to this real quick. Kiermaier Homer um, to make it one, nothing. Diaz is uh, grounded out to shortstop. Walls would score in the eighth inning. So it was two, nothing. The Angels were down. Mm-hmm. They bring Tyler, uh, Taylor Ward off the bench. Who's been hampered by a little bit of soreness in his thigh. He proceeds to homer right at us in left field. So it ties a game. But then the first pitch that loop pitches in the tenth inning, because that stupid rule was doubled down the line. It was three to two. Then they got a single Bruhan would score there too, and it was four to two. Angels take the loss. um they did have first and third with one out in the um in the tenth uh, inning and failed to score anything. But here's the thing. Go up to the lineup real quick. Uh, I have a huge problem with again, Joe Madden's been making these fringe moves and fringe calls and and lineups and pitching decisions right To that day when we went I was shocked to see that okay yeah you 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 called up you called up um you know uh, a catcher like Wallach he's pitched uh, he's caught two good games in a row uh you know I don't have any complaints with Romine how he did his call as far as calling a game but his bat is severely less than what Wallach can give you you don't play Ward again you don't play Trout and you you know the lineup is still messed up. Rendon's not hitting. Move him down the lineup. Kind of move things around. Bunt. Do things that they had opportunities. Like there was a an a bat where they had a leadoff guy on, and uh, it might have been Romine who walked. Wade was up, and instead of like the entire infield was to the right, why not bunt him? Why not have a drag bunt? You know he he didn't have to do a drag bunt necessarily because just bunted a few feet off the pitcher's mound. They're not going to get him, and. There was decisions like that all game where they did not adjust to McClanahan. He started a lot of lefties against McClanahan. And so you're hampering your team. And I don't care if they partied the night before because of no hitter, because I'm pretty sure they did, but you have an off day the next day. So you're giving trout two days. Please do not turn this into the NBA where it's load management. That is the biggest pile of crap I've seen in this entire season because Rendon is back with no problem, supposedly. He's had four scheduled off dates c- with also him having days off when the team has days off. And it's not like he's batting 300, you know, 350 or higher. He's batting 200 now, 194 or 196. Mike Trout is, comes off a great night and a good series. Why are we sitting him? Taylor Ward was eligible to play. Why are we sitting him? Look what happens when we put Ward in two run homer. Mm-hmm. Look what happens when we put Mike Trout in the extra innings. Gets on base with a walk. Those things were hampering you the entire game. You had nothing going but three base runners for nine innings. So again, I can understand if if yes if Wednesday was a travel day and you know we have to, you know, go up to Oakland with no rest. Okay, I get it. I get it, but here's a game where you can look back and say, dude, we pissed that one away. If we have a, a, the right lineup and a right mentality, the pitching wins us that game straight up. Lotani shouldn't even have a no decision in this game. He pitched good enough to get the W. One run on two hits. That's more than enough to get a victory, and you could not scratch out any offense because you hampered your team with a chance to step on their throat and get the sweep, and I think Madden failed epically in that one. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I was definitely uh, terrified when I heard Trout wasn't in the lineup. Ward wasn't in the lineup. And Shohei did that well. The bullpen did well until a certain point. Uh, I really want that sweep just because of last year mm-hmm. and how I was at the last game of the sweep last year. And I was like, I want revenge. I want payback. And I mentioned that, I think, on a pregame uh, that Monday where mm-hmm. I was like, I really want the sweep. Maybe they'll win two out of three or lose two out of three. Mm-hmm. I really wanna I really want to sweep. So for those two great nights, there was a highest of highs. Yeah. and then Wednesday you get the lowest of low.
0: Yeah. Unfortunately. They could have been twenty two and eleven leaving the stadium uh that night, eleven games over five hundred heading into Oakland. So that's the that's the thing that's uh, frustrating. And then you look at it, Houston's now won ten in a row. So now they're a half game over us. They've swept three straight series in a row. So, uh, yeah, and, and and right now we don't have to worry about Seattle or Texas right now, but we're going to Texas and Oakland. We're both seven and seven and a half games respectfully behind us. But now it's beating the teams that are ahead of us or, 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 or that are in front of us that day, day by day, one game at a time. It's the Oakland series with four. And let's get into the preview of that one. As uh, again, I mean, it baffled me yesterday was a travel day. And, uh, you know, we have now uh, not Sarah, uh, but we have a travel day with the Oakland A's. Sorry about that. It's a stupid uh, previews on not the previews, but what's that called again? The advertisements. But uh, Oakland is 14 and 19, four and nine at home. They've been averaging less than 10,000 a game. Uh the Angels, uh I don't know if the lineup has been put out yet. Not yet. It has not been put out yeah. yet. Absolutely. I'll look it up right now. Okay. Uh let's see. So so far we're looking at we're looking at this right now. Well, uh, their
1: lineup has, but not the Angels.
0: Okay, we'll let's see what their lineup looks like.
1: Okay. Lean off is Tony Kemp, the second baseman batting second is Jet Lowry, the designate hitter. Batting third is Sheldon Newhouse. He's uh batting third in that third base. Batting for the Sean Murphy. Behind-the-plate catching. Batting fifth is Seth, uh, Seth Brown. Now, he had a big home run yesterday, and they took, I think, I think they swept the Tigers, uh, by the way, in Detroit. So they're coming in hot back home, I should say. Ramon Liriano back from suspension in right field, batting sixth. Chad Pender will bat uh, seventh in left field. Batting eighth is Elvis Andrews, the shortstop, and then batting ninth is Christian Pache in uh, center field.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh starting for the A's is Dalton Jeffries. He's a 1-5 record already. High ERA at 5.22 and uh, 19 strikeouts. For the Angels though, you got someone making their major league debut today. It's a uh, Chase Silseth and he's a right-hander. Don't really have a book on him yet, but uh you start noticing there's more young pitching coming up.
0: <sighs> yeah, he was drafted way back in 2021. So <laughs> It's weird
1: how like oh well normally we don't see these guys come up, but well, all these start start spots are coming up.
0: Yeah, and who was the other guy that pitched the other day against the Nationals? I was it actually at the game. Diaz pitched his ass off.
1: Tomorrow, I think he'll have the first of the doubleheader.
0: Yeah, so you're now you're having these rookies come up, and then look this guy coming up right here. I did not picture him coming through the 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 uh, the system so fast. Number one, number two. I would have thought Sam Bachman would have been up here, even though they're projecting him to be a reliever. I thought he would get a like a like a what's it called spot starter. or a. Uh...
1: Yeah, I think they're taking him slow. I've been reading a lot on Twitter, mm-hmm. and they're trying. To, that conversion is very tough for someone to take. I think it's like, oh, I can I can start. You know, no problem. We have enough starters already. We just need some depth on the bullpen. Mm-hmm. You know, with that six man rotation with the big club, you gotta fit in wherever you can. So that's what I think they're doing with um, uh, Bachman. He's a high, highly ranked out of Louisville. I remember when they got him. I was kind of thinking, well, maybe he'll, uh, maybe he'll come up.
0: Well, Louisville, Vanderbilt, those teams like that—they always pump, you know, pump out pitchers. Uh, LSU sometimes does Texas things like that. They get the you know the the pretty good pitchers, but uh, you know we'll see what happens there as we move forward. Um, so that's game one. Game two would be. Uh, who is it right there? I'm sorry. Game one is Michael Lorenzen against
1: Paul Blackburn.
0: Yeah. Well, game one of Saturday because Saturday will be the doubleheader. Yeah. Yeah. Michael Lorenzen wants to come off a better start than when he had the other day. Blackburn is 4 0. Uh, so he, he will be a tough pitcher to, uh, go against, uh, for that, for that particular game. Uh, probably the best they're going to throw because I, well, the exception of Montez, I think Montez is going to go on Sunday. But that's game one. That that game will be at 1 o'clock, so it'll be a day game in Oakland. I'm pretty sure there's going to be more Angels fans there than there will be Oakland fans. That's what
1: I wanted to mention to see who, uh, who shows up there since it's a weekend. It's weird. MLB app will show Diaz starting game one, mm-hmm. but Lorenzen on this app yeah. says game one. Now, Patrick Sandoval will go in game two of this doubleheader. The A's are undecided. Yeah, TBA basically. <laughs> now let me check
0: on this app if it's different. <laughs> All right, and we'll check there. But Sandoval is gonna, is definitely been pitching really, really good for the Angels. We're hoping that he could uh, follow that up with another good start here in the doubleheader, which would start at six forty from Oakland on that day. Same thing, or was it...
1: no? They show Lorenz in starting game too. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so somebody got the wrong. If Joe was just in there, just throwing just darts, smoking. you know? Yeah, just. Smoking. It's a doubleheader. Damn it, son.
0: <laughs> well let's see what happens and now uh well what's the next game we got here moving ahead
1: sunday bloody sunday we'll have uh one o'clock start of course you got Sinigard going against Montas, who you mentioned Montas two and three with the 377 Yari. and it just feels like uh murphy and Montas. I don't know if they're going to keep him around. You know? Oh, I, I they think got
0: rid of everybody else. Yeah. I, I think they're going to wind up cutting just about everybody by the deadline. Uh, they're starting over and starting over from freaking scratch yeah. completely. Uh, Syndergaard will be going for his fourth win in that, in that game. He's been pitching good and I think he'll get it. So, I mean, what, what's your predictions on this series for Oakland of uh, the four?
1: I hope three out of four, you know, I, I know Oakland's coming in hot. They're getting some clutch hitting some good bullpen work. Um,
0: but that was against detroit
1: yeah and it's odd to see i was looking up at the uh the scores and whatever and detroit is 1923 that's just
0: yeah, odd to me they were supposed to be a team that was going to be a little scary in that central and push for second or at least try to be around the third and second place yeah. given given problems sort of like where ohio is right now they were supposed to be that team ohio was supposed to be where uh you know detroit is detroit's been just falling flat on their face uh, very disappointing right now uh, where they are at. Uh, so, But the Angels, again, they're nine games over. Uh, this would not be a good series for the Angels to regress. Mm-mm. So it, it's going to be crucial to do good here in Oakland and put them out of their misery or or just push them further back and then also go into Texas and do the same thing. So I'm hoping, and I'm calling a three out of four too. It sounds like we're rally Chris's here, but <laughs> – you know (laughs) i think that's how we have to do it man i mean three out of four i you know this team is different from previous years where we sit here and we're like i don't know man you know uh but but the pitching's been so good we can be average still not at full strength hitting to get the job done to me the the hampering thing the reason why we have 12 losses is joe madden uh, I think we could be sitting there at six losses or seven losses if it wasn't for him. He's cost us a few of these games, and I'm thinking that, you know, if the Angels lineup is anywhere decent, Oakland shouldn't be scoring more than three runs unless a pitcher really has a bad day. Um, that lineup is really hamstrung, dude.
1: I, I, I bet Oakland they still have that presence there where they just want to get on base and they're going to look at pitches. Mm-hmm. So I want to see a lot of uh, called strike theories. Yeah, with the rotation and the bullpen with the Angels, I want to see a lot of call strike threes, and I'm interested, of course, to see the, how the attendance figures are, uh, since Otani is uh, not starting in this series yeah. as a pitcher, just yeah. as a hitter. So I want to see how that attendance is. That there is score games.
0: there is an online revolt to have bad on purpose attendance oh, yeah. for Oakland uh, boycott. Yeah, yeah, there's a there's a big time boycott. So I'm you know when the Angels do go up there. In, in a normal season around this time, you have maybe 15, 20,000 fans, mm-hmm. 15,000 fans are Oakland fans. and You have a good 5,000 angel fans. So I'm hoping that, and there are angel fans up there already, mm-hmm. you know, chases, I heard going to be going to two of the games. Wow. So I'm hoping that the that the Angels fans show up and it looks like more red than green and yellow. And I think that would be hilarious and a big slap in the face to that terrible ownership up there in Oakland.
1: The president as well, because uh, Dave uh, Canna, I think that's his name. Mm-hmm. Um, it just seems like, yeah, we have the terminal proposal, but we don't really want that to go through. We want to go somewhere else, and probably Las Vegas, not Nashville.
0: Yeah, they, they can get Vegas built like like a lickety split, dude. So I mean, yeah. that's that's they already have a a pretty good minor league stadium. They could go there to facilitate them for at least a year while they're building the new one. They want out of that as bad as anybody. Oakland's Oakland reminds me a lot of San Diego, but a poorer area. Like San Diego oh. really had no um, no uh, what's that called uh, no excuse for losing the Chargers. Yeah. They they should have they should have stepped up with that rich money they have down there and the taxation and everyone pays they could have kept their chargers it's their fault they lost them
1: you know it was more a city vote not a county vote if if it was a county vote they would have uh, been able to stay but it was just a city vote every time but they
0: didn't have enough people fighting for it they didn't and, that's and, the thing and, yeah. and, and they should have and they and they could have kept their team whereas in Oakland there's there is a rabid fan base yeah. the problem is. They've been screwed over by that ownership so much. Why care? And then it's like again, the city too is not giving up property for them to properly. You know, they're not going to fund it either. They're being cheapskates, and so like up there, you know, people I could see not wanting to get taxed because it's so expensive anyway. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> you know, and right now the, the real, the real Oakland fans and people, it's not the same. If you watched uh, Last Chance, you or. Or whatever, when they were in the Oakland area, they were saying how it's been gentrified. It's not the same people that live there anymore. So the, the the demographics have changed a lot to where you're getting a lot of outsider people. So it's not like that's why you lost the Warriors. That's why you lost the Raiders. And now this is why you're going to lose Oakland.
1: Yeah. Uh, just a bad circumstance. I, I know a friend who is an usher there. And he works on the second level, and mm-hmm. he literally seems like he has the easiest job in the world, where he could just relax. He could even sit down. He has no people to monitor. <laughs> he can go back and forth and do really nothing, man. It is it, just a free epidemic, yeah, epidemic from the late seventies. Then, then they had it in the eighties, nineties. They had winning ball clubs you yeah. know, a couple decades ago. You know, some last decade and it just doesn't matter it, it just seems like nothing's gonna work there they tried fremont they tried san jose
0: i think you know, san jose was the best bet at, at, at one point but the
1: giants with their <laughs> minor league team would not allow them to that be to in, in that yeah which that uh, bud silly should have said hey we're gonna let that go we gotta have them in the market we gotta have two teams in the market we gotta no have, keep what. them in the
0: west at some point yeah. that's why i think vegas is the only valuable place unless they were to go to portland you know like yeah. oregon i mean they could be the liberals up there, but uh, the, Oakland, the Portland liberals. Oh, by the way, uh,
1: I think something came out where the Big A parking lot mm-hmm. will have, they'll, they'll have a thirty new 30-year-old um, lease. They're going to either remodel the Big A or build a new stadium, affordable housing.
0: Yeah, 4000 a month.
1: Uh, yeah, and uh, 12500 parking spaces. Mm-hmm. Where in the rendition, we don't know. Um,
0: I think they're going to be those, uh, it's going to be, yes, it's going to be similar to Disneyland watch.
1: Yeah. It would just feel weird, I think, for the fans out there to not have that parking lot and that tailgating experience. And now it's going to be in a way gentrified. around the Big eight.
0: It's going to be restaurants, ponds. It's going to be just like the goddamn Ram stadium. Um, It's also, it's already been ruined in my viewpoint because of all the condos and and buildings around it. Yeah. Around (laughs) it. So I think it's just going to get worse as time goes on. Um, Right now, as it stands, Anaheim Stadium is the second oldest in, in uh, the American League. Only Boston, is, yeah. Yeah, only Boston is the oldest one. So, you know, it, it, it is due for a remodel if you think about Hell it. Yeah. Because <laughs> the last time it was remodeled was 22 years ago, right? Yeah,
1: 98. Six or around
0: there. 97, yeah. Well, yeah, 23 years ago. It was so.
1: amazing seeing the makeshift scoreboard and the outfield... Just empty, <laughs> with concrete.
0: I remember they still had the the tractors out there, you know, with yeah. the dirt piles and everything. So, I mean, it was an interesting season that year that it was under construction.
1: I have to mention real quick, I think somebody finally turned the water on for the, uh, the, uh, the rock pile. Uh-huh. Yeah, and uh, I don't know if it's good luck or bad luck, but uh, it's just funny, all those games we went to, In the beginning of the season there's no water
0: yeah
1: (laughs) it's like what's going on you have that out there for no reason
0: it represents a california drought that's what it is what i think it was yeah (laughs) because then it was just flames i mean they should have like dead you know like when you go on disneyland you ride through that area where it shows like the dead animals and bones in the desert you know after like the 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 dinosaur times everything's you know the waters you know the, the the animals are scarce they should have some sort of like that should be the center field thing with, you know, some some dead, uh you know, uh antlers or, you know, you know, skull skulls around there. Something, dude. I mean, put a roller coaster up. <laughs> like, now, I hope this season isn't a roller coaster.
1: Hopefully that'll be off the field and not on the field.
0: Well, speaking of real quick, um, there is still a lot of apprehensive fans, which is, is which is which is OK. Like we're getting a mixture on our shows because. You know, some fans don't want to believe yet. It's too early. Some fans are waiting for us to fail. And then some fans are calling World Series. Like there's no in-between. And and like we're we have expectations of this team making the wild card. That's it. And and, and if they win the division, hell yeah. That's like that's icing on the cake. Mm-hmm. But this to me is a playoff team or bust. I mean, they've put together a very nice bullpen and starting rotation. If the hitting is anywhere consistent, this team is gonna go places. But it's so difficult to talk to the fans because a lot of the fans are so fickled by the last seven to eight years. Your
1: post-game chats, which are amazing, not only the show, but the chats.
0: When they win,
1: it's heaven. <laughs> yeah. When they lose, it's hell and everybody's fighting. It's <laughs> yeah. amazing just to see the Todd Fox post-game show, by the way. It's um, amazing. Yeah, it's amazing how highest the highs and lowest the lows, to lows. Mm. each game, everybody rides it. And I'm hoping the no-hitter, the exciting, you know, Grand Slam, the Otani bobbleheads, that that makes people come out that Mm -hmm. normally wouldn't, that are fair-weather fans, that say, hey, um, you know, normally we would go, but the team, you know, they're not doing well. Well, maybe this year. yeah. be like, hey, they're having a certain giveaway. Normally we wouldn't go because there are so many games out of first place. If a winning team happens, we'll have more viewers, we'll have more fans going. Mm -hmm. more participation and i hope that no hitter which i think they should put in commercials i don't know if they do weekly commercials here no but uh i would love to see that because i know in san diego they have weekly commercials of what has happened each month
0: well that would be smart so if that's the case the pr department won't do it
1: (laughs) i want them to do that i said hey show the no hitter show tani show windon show trout hitting these home runs say come out to the ballpark you know I don't know if that happens i know on radio they advertise it you hear roger lodge saying hey halo nation get your red on come on out mm-hmm. but hopefully on tv with that no hitter there's more excitement and that brings more people out to big a i hope
0: yeah i agree i, I think right now you have such a a um a disdain for the for the ownership Mm -hmm. the fans want new ownership but it's not going to happen so yeah and you know you hope then that everything with perry we're putting all our our money behind perry we Mm -hmm. we want to see this team win and right now they're they're fun you know the whole cowboy thing the stickers the dancing the you know noah Syndergaard bringing the pitching staff out there to watch every starter uh Mm -hmm. all these little things that chemistry wise weren't here to me the biggest disappointment as an Angel fan would be if this team didn't make the postseason.
1: That's what I thought coming in. And I was just hoping we'd get, you know, half of a season with Noah. But you could tell everybody's kind of bought in The pitching staff, like Ace mentioned, mm-hmm. you know, what she said with uh, everybody watching the rotation that wasn't happening before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a certain professionalism, but with fun now. Mm -hmm. And that's what you needed, and I think that's what's been lacking the last couple of years. You've had – I don't know if it has to do with Albert. Albert seems very professional, but just seemed like a mopey kind of time with Albert. You know, if he's not doing well, the team's not doing well. Yeah, That's all pretty much changed ever since he left, and you saw little glimpses of that last year, you know, little surprises, but now you're saying, hey, maybe something is happening, being 21 and 12. I know they started off well last year, but it wasn't like this.
0: No, it wasn't. And you
1: just hope, you know, as we go back into the division, get to finally play Seattle, hopefully we can get to those teams and, and beat them. Like you mentioned, again, on the post game, if you win two out of three, if you win three out of four, if you sweep once in a while, you'll get in the playoffs, no problem.
0: Yeah, there's law of average. There's yeah. I don't care who you play, you're going to get in. So the, the the thing is right now, too, You for all those guys that when the team would start out slow and you get all these people saying, "Hey, we were six and fourteen in two thousand two and we made the World Series." Now you're getting those guys that are saying, "Hey, we were thirteen and three in two thousand eighteen and look what happened." You know, we're we're past that. You know what I mean? We're into May, and and if you handle May like like I'm not looking to say, "Oh, we're gonna be here in July." What I'm thinking right now is Oakland, Texas, Mm -hmm. for the next two series, and then the two series after that.
1: Step-by-step, step, day-by-day.
0: Exactly. You win those games one at a time. We'll see where we're at after that. And yep. then when we get to Toronto, we'll see where we're at when we get with that big series. And then the Yankees and so on and so on. Because June and July are the freaking testing points for this team. If you can survive June and July regularly or, or relatively injury-free or, or, or just not having catastrophic stuff and then staying on balanced or ahead of where you're supposed to be, then going into August, it sort of you know evens out. You you play some teams that are okay, that are good, and you you have your slouches again. And then September is pure division. And that's where you're gonna win the division or lose it. You rev up. And mm-hmm. yeah you, you, you rev it up for the postseason. Mm-hmm. So so again, I can't put my hand on this team and say, okay, we're definite playoff team. I'm not gonna do that. But what I'm gonna say is just get me Series by series, through, and we'll evaluate as we move on. We're not going to overdo this thing. I think here at Halos in the infield, we're smart enough. We've been around enough as fans to where we're not going to scream for a World Series and call it and be like, Trout's going to have seventy homers and stuff like. That. We're not homers like that. We can we can call it down the middle. We can say where our weaknesses are and where our strengths are. And so that's that's what I I hope the rest of the Angels fan base can get out of this whole thing. Yeah. Well,
1: hey, thank you for having me on. And again, post game is great. Pre mm-hmm. game, check me out. You know, lately I haven't been doing one because of work, but, uh, you know, once in a while I'll get on that. So check out our Instagram page. Uh, Facebook is there. Twitter. We got great people running things here. And it will continue. We'll have softball game. We'll have, um, bar, uh, tailgates. Contests. We'll have it all going. Yeah. yeah. You got the trucker hat trivia. Let me bring that in real quick.
0: You got, Yeah, if it was here. <laughs> we might not post the YouTube the way it's going today. <laughs> I'll just post the audio, <laughs> but, but yeah, that's, uh, the, the trucker hats. If you check them out there, uh, they'll eventually show up on camera. Um, but yeah, we, we have a lot of these to give away, uh, not just this version, but more that are coming. So, yeah stay tuned um you know this uh this page is growing really fast uh the fans are getting uh, used to us and uh you know like uh, we'll see what happens we're at a lot of games and uh um you know player interviews on the way too so we got a lot of stuff cooking here
1: yeah I'm, I'm just again thank you for having me on i happened to be in town for a couple of days i'm like yeah i'll come through sure
0: sure man well anytime brother all thank right All right, so that's uh, Halos in the infield for Todd Fox and the one and only. James. No, you got to say it right.
1: James. James.
0: I have no projection. (laughs) It's too hot outside. This is Roger
1: Lodge signing off.